Welcome to Courage on the Pitch. North Carolina champions again! Here's Megan O'Keefe. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Courage on the Pitch, presented by Wake Orthopedics Urgent Care. I'm your host, Megan O'Keefe. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a great episode for you guys this week. We are joined by Brittany Radcliffe, who has been a part of the Courage for just over a year now. And she's coming to us from, well, I guess, multiple NWSL teams that are still around and ones that aren't. But we talk all about her roller coaster of a journey. Um, She also played at UVA, had a remarkable career there. And uh, we also talk about a lot of off the field stuff, you know, her growing up on a farm, um, all the animals that she was surrounded by growing up and um, and so much more. So uh, before we get to our conversation, we'll do a very, very quick recap of this past weekend because wasn't so great for the Courage. Uh, they hosted San Diego Wave at home. It was a phenomenal crowd. We had over 6,000 fans in the stands. Great energy, but unfortunately, the Courage lost 1-0 by a goal by Alex Morgan, who put one away, which very sad to get another loss on the books. Um, but, you know, long season ahead. So uh, plenty more of exciting action to come for the Courage. But uh, without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Brittany right after this quick break. Courage on the pitch. Off the field. Okay, we got Brittany Radcliffe on the show. And I see now we're both going old school with our uh, headphones. This is embarrassing. Sometimes I'm like, I can't wear these in public. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, get get some Bluetooth. And I'm like, oh, but I know these won't die on me. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and did I see, I think I was looking at some old articles about you and that you still use an iPod. I do still have an iPod. What, which iPod? So long story short, I had an iPod video. So like the, the white square with yeah. like the, the wheel. Um, and it still works. It still works great. But because the software is so old, I can't put music on it. So oh. I went to the Apple store. Um, it was actually last year or the year before. And it was kind of a scene. Mm-hmm. I, um, I went to the Apple store and I was like, I need an iPod. And he goes, oh, you mean an iPhone? And I'm like, no. I want an iPod. And he was like, can I ask you why? And I was like, (laughs) I felt like I had to explain my whole life story to this guy. And I was like, well, I like to keep like my music separate from my phone because I have a lot of photos on my phone. And sometimes I run out of store again, explaining this to the Apple man. And he goes, well, why don't you just use the cloud? And I'm like, I just want an iPod. (laughs) I'm already embarrassed that I'm having this conversation right now. Can I just have the iPod and leave? And he's like, are you sure you want an iPod? I'm like, sir. Yes. I want the iPod and I want to leave. I'm an antique collector. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I still have an iPod. I um I play it all the way to um on to practice. It has Bluetooth and everything. So in the car I just play music. Yeah. You are in the 21st century. That's great. I'm, yeah. Yeah, it has Bluetooth. Good for it has Bluetooth, but these don't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I went through the whole evolution of like I had the shuffle where like yep. you had no choice of what song was coming on and then yeah. the nano and then yes. the- all the video and they're all different colors oh yeah and i do have them saved just in case or something in the future i don't know what (laughs) yeah but anyway well another throwback that you introduced me or reminded me of because we were playing buddies on our flight back from where are we coming back from kansas city um you're you're a big crossword gal you supply them for like half the team on airplane trips Sometimes people like are really good at crosswords and they're like, oh yeah, for sure. And then other people are really bad at them and they just like doing them because sometimes we have really long layovers in the airport. 
Um, so there's, there's really nothing else to do. Cause sometimes you don't want to watch, like be on your phone the whole time. So it's nice watching people like sometimes do them together and they're like, what is this? And sometimes people like are so wrong and it, it's, it's fun. I, I do like it. It's, it's, um, it's mindless in a yes. way. Well, mindless until it's like, I, it makes me feel like an idiot because I was trying to do the one you gave me on the flight. And I was like, I was getting some, but it was hard. It was, I was actually looking over and I was like, you got it, Megan. <laughs> and then you like fell asleep and I was like, yeah, I'd put myself to sleep too. <laughs> this is too much. I'm glad you noticed that. Like, okay, I gave up after like 10 you were, I saw, I look over and you were doing it. And then the next one you were like, <laughs> I was like, oh, she clearly wasn't into it. <laughs> This is passed out. Oh gosh, that's funny. Well, um, you're coming to us from UVA. Well, pre-pro career, played at UVA. Um, we'll dive into your pro career a little bit, but we did have a guest question. Guest is in our producer, Dennis Cox, behind the scenes. Um, he did ask, during your time at UVA, uh, did you ever go to Riverside or Mitchie Tavern? No. Oh, Mitchie, not Mitchie, sorry. Mitchie. <laughs> no. Neither? No, I've never heard of them. Uh oh. Okay. Well, I guess there's some recommendations when you. Am I dating? Am I dating myself? Like, I'm not sure. Um, Great burgers, apparently. Oh, I love burgers. Um, you can tell. You can tell him. I would always go to Boylan for burgers. Like, I love their burgers. Mm. Um. So, no, I'll have to go next time. Good recommendation. All right. Well, you signed with the Courage. We're transitioning back to the soccer world. We'll. I'm sure we'll get back to food at some point, but um, you signed with the courage May 10th of 2021. This was like a couple weeks after I started with the team too. So you were like my first announcement of a player. I was like, Oh, so exciting. Like Virginia gal. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks girl. Um, and so you've been with the team now for, I guess a year. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's been a year and 10 days. How about what that? A, what a year it's been uh, first of all, but what a career roller coaster you've also had too. So I was looking back at your just your professional career post college. You were drafted in 2016 by the Boston Breakers, uh, which no longer exists. And then I look through all the other teams you've played for, and a lot of those no longer exist either. So you have been through a series of unfortunate folding events of teams. Yeah. I mean, I know this is a loaded question, but like, what was that like for you to have to navigate as a player so much out of your control? You know, what did, what did all of that teach you as a player? It's actually funny you say that because we had been talking about this. I don't know if it was like the last away trip or like at game night or something. We were just like talking about the league and stuff like that. And sometimes I look at players who have been um, on teams for like the entire time. I know like Seattle has like three players that have been on the same team for like since the league started and I'm like, Oh wow, that must be really cool. I don't know what that feels like. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, I think for me, my, my career and I do believe everything happens for a reason. Everything's like a blessing. It has made me be comfortable with the uncomfortable, be comfortable with, Hey, like things can change at any moment and you have to be willing to like adapt to that situation. Um, Boston obviously folded. And then when I was in FC Casey, that folded while I was still on the team. And it was kind of like, kind of nerve wracking, but in a way, like you knew it was going to be okay, but you also kind of didn't know it was going to be okay. I remember getting a call. um, It was around Christmas time. And I remember I was like in my room, like doing something. And I got a phone call. It was a team 
a teen conference call, which I had never been on one of those in the first place. So if anything, for technology, what? Yeah, I've never been on a conference call. So I was like, if anything, I know now what a conference call is. So I can check that off the bucket list. Yeah. Um, and they said, yeah, um, this is obviously like private information. We will be announcing it soon, but the team, the roster is moving to Utah. And we were like, oh my God, like that's so crazy. And so then we went to Utah and then obviously in addition to all the teams folding, I was in Utah for COVID. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting on my couch when COVID kind of happened in a way that everything shut down. Yeah. Um, so that was crazy. We couldn't go home. We couldn't leave. Like, so we were just in Utah, just biding our time. And then obviously all the, the stuff happened in Utah. So then we went back to Kansas. Our roster moved to um, what's now the current. And it's just been it's been wild. I, like I said, it, it makes you comfortable being uncomfortable. It makes you be able to adapt to new situations. It makes you appreciate where you are because it could be gone in the next day. Wow. Um, but I've also been able to see like a lot of places that I normally wouldn't be able to see. Like if you would have asked my 18 year old self at UVA, if I would ever be living in Utah, I would have been like, Oh, absolutely not. Like I'm going to live in New Jersey. Like I would just never, I would never imagine all the places I've seen. And it's, it's been amazing. Like I'm in Carolina, I've been in Utah, I've been in Kansas, I've been in Boston. And for someone who doesn't, not that I don't like to travel, but I'm never like, Oh, I want to go here. I want to go here. Yeah. So the fact that I've been put in these situations where I've had to travel, it's, it's been great. I get to see so many cultures in so many places. It's been awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's such a positive perspective to have on all of that because you have to be positive. Yeah. Yeah, because you could easily look back on that and just be like, oh, woe is me. Like, all this stuff is out of my control. Like, this is like making excuses for yourself. But even off the field, like, you're you're finding the positives um, with all of that craziness. Yeah, and you get to meet so many people in the league. Like, I've had teammates from Spain. I've had teammates younger than me. I've had teammates that are, like, 10 years older than me. And all the bouncing around, like, you just get to learn so much. And like I said, a lot of people are like, oh, you've had such a wild career. And I'm like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I, I couldn't imagine not experiencing all the things I've experienced because I've had so many coaches. I've had so many teammates. I've lived in so many places. Like, I just think it's made me who I am as a player and as a person, honestly, I know that's cliche, but it's, it's been great. It really has been. Wow. What were, what's the biggest contrast between two places you've been to? Like, which ones are like the biggest differences? It's actually funny because it's been hot today in Carolina, in case anyone was aware, I would say the the weather in Utah was wild. So I'm obviously from New Jersey. I went to UVA and my first year was in Boston. And then I lived in Kansas and now I'm in North Carolina. So I understand like what humidity is. I, I, that's just what I've, that's just yeah. what I know. It's hot, it's humid. Your hair is this big and you're sweating walking out the door. Yeah. Um, but when I was in Utah, I was there for like three years. And in the summers, it would be like a hundred degrees, but it's dry heat. So it feels like your skin is like burning, but it's not hot. It's really? like, what? It, like sauna? Yeah. It's, it just feels really hot. Like it just feels like the sun is hot, but you can still breathe. It's not like, I feel like in the humidity, it just like sucks all the air out of you yeah. Um, yeah. and the altitude. The altitude was always mm. a huge adjustment when I would have to come out there. I would always come out like a week before preseason started and try and get like a run in or like get some sprints in whatever, just to, just before preseason started. Yeah. And we'll say I can, I could run a mile in like, we'll just say seven minutes just to make it easy. Say I can run a mile in like seven minutes at home. Easy. Easy. Um, and when I would get to Utah, I'd be like, <gasps> I can't breathe. Like the first day out there and I'd be like, Oh no. But then, 
obviously in a week you get used to it, but the altitude, like it's an, it's definitely adjustment for sure. Interesting. Oh, okay. so that's probably in terms of like the biggest difference, like the altitude and like the dry heat in Utah and then coming back to Carolina and having the humidity again, it's, that's been, that's been different. The biggest difference. Yeah. So you've been in Carolina now for a year. And when I talk to a lot of gals on the team about you, they literally say that you are the nicest human on the team. Like so generous, so genuine, like, and you know, people say that and you're like, okay, whatever. But like the way they say it about you is like truly such a kind person. Um, and so <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry about that. Cause I don't know. I like to do a little recon before I chat with my guests, but a little digging, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm curious from your perspective, like, I mean, for you, you've traveled around or you've been tossed around to several different teams. Now with the courage, like you've been fighting for playing time. It's really hard to, you know, get playing time on this team. And so you still have this reputation for being such a valuable asset on the team. So is that something that like you think about on a daily basis? Like, believe me, I get it in college. I rarely play. So, but like for you, I mean, you bring so much positivity still despite that. So is that something that you think about? This is a shock to me. I think because I have such a like a dry, sarcastic sense of humor that I'm like, oh my god, they actually like. No, I love them. Um, no, I, it's actually a really good question. No, I don't. I don't think of it consciously. I think um, throughout my whole life, I think a lot of people ask you like, what are your strengths as a player? And some people say, oh, I'm a really good finisher. I'm a really good one v one. I'm really good at defending. Um, I think for me, like one of my biggest strengths is I work hard like obviously everyone works hard but I like to think I pride myself on my work ethic and I am like a team player through and through like no matter what team I've ever been on it has always been the team first like obviously everyone wants to play well but like if we win ha happy days we won like my team's happy and I guess it's just subconsciously I'm just like whatever is good for the team obviously it's tough not starting not getting a lot of minutes but at the end of the day like we're we're winning we get along well. And if I can add to that in any way that I can, then that, then that's good with me. Um, and I also like love my teammates. I, I think it's tough, like in professional sports, like sometimes it can be competitive. Sometimes it can, it's like a business, but mm -hmm. these are the people I spend all of my days with. It, it's, it's funny. Like we practice every day and it's so hard and it's so competitive. We're like slide tackling each other and like yelling at each other. Like that was out of bounds. And we're like all like, angry and like pent up yeah. but then that night it's like hey who wants to play cards you know what I'm saying it's just like it's a family at the end of the day and I think that's what I love most about soccer like I know there's like a bunch of sports but soccer is such a team sport and you need a team like you can have like a really good player but you still need 10 other players to make it work yeah and I think subconsciously I this is my family so love it or hate it like I will do anything I can to love my family and make it a good environment um, I also am hard on myself. So it's also funny. Like sometimes I think people can like take it as like, Oh, like I'm like mad at other people or mad at the situation, mm -hmm. but I'm just like hard on myself, but I'm still willing to say like, Hey, good job. Like you're doing good. I might not be doing good, but you're doing great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's really good to hear. I, I love my teammates. I think that I, I love this team. I think there's a lot of good people. Um, there's obviously good people on every team I've been on, but I think all in all, like we're all very similar in that we have the same goals. We have the same morals. We have the same beliefs. And I really enjoy that. Like I get along with everyone on this team because they're so great. That's a, wow. Yeah. That's a true testament of the courage culture. That, it's it, such know. a good culture. I'm really thankful to be a part yeah. of it. 
and transitioning, but great transition that you just set up talking about your family life. You grew up as an only child, yes. so you didn't have siblings or sisters or things like that. Do you feel like there's, you know, this is your, your, these are your sisters. This is your family that you never really had growing up. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I never thought of it that way either. Um, I had a lot of animals growing up. <laughs> yeah, I think those kind of like filled the void of like not having siblings. Um, but I do think it's nice being an only child because like I get to have like my parents and like have my space and then I get to like go to practice and have my sisters. There's like a nice balance of like alone time and then like teen time. Um, and I also think being on a team, you get different sisters. Like, for example, like I live with Frankie. Frankie's like five years younger than me, like obviously still from New Jersey, but like that's a different relationship than say, than say Casey, who plays a totally different position than me and might have different like goals going into practice. Um, and then you have people from different countries. You know, I, I think it's nice being, again, being on a team where there's so many different perspectives. Um, we don't fight like sisters. I will say that I, I'm, I'm an only child, but I do know a lot of people like fight with their siblings. We don't have any fights that I can remember. So, cause you get to physically get it out of your sister. Yeah, I get to physically like tackle them. And then it's like, okay, we're good. Yes. Justified um, physicality and you get it out of your system. Yeah. I think being on a team is like all the good of the siblings and none of the bad from, yeah. from what I can assume. So you grew up with a lot of animals, huh? Like what, yeah. what animals are we talking here? Um, so I live on like a good portion of land, like where I live is pretty, um, rural, like in South Jersey, there's like a lot of farmlands and stuff like that. And we would have, um, strays like everywhere. Like we would have cats like come into the backyard and then they would proceed to have seven kittens. And we obviously like would, would keep them and be like, oh, well, these are ours. Um, every Easter we used to get, um, my mom would go to the store and we would get like chickens and ducks and like raise them from little babies. And then they would like go live outside. It's funny. My mom always tells a story when I was um, little, I would take the bus to school and every morning at three o'clock or every afternoon at three o'clock, the chickens, the ducks, the cats, and the dog would run from the backyard and greet me at the bus stop. <laughs> I should have had a photo. I should have had a photo ready. I will, I will make sure to send it to you. Um, but there's a photo of me and like all these animals in the front yard and like, the neighbors would come out and like watch it just to see it because it happened on the dot at three o'clock every single day. What is that Disney movie with the princess or all the animals like flock to her when she was like, like Snow White or something like that? Or I'm not yeah. sure. I think it's Snow White. I am basically, I am Snow White. No, you are. That's, um, I, and we have, um, it's funny. We have a, a rooster that a stray rooster that just walked into the backyard and then never left. So we, I have a pet rooster. His name's Ruru. Um, crows every morning at five o'clock, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Wow. That That's, is fascinating. Yeah. Wild farm, truly. But in addition to the animals, you had, um, what was it? Like dirt bikes, motorcycles, four wheelers. Like you were pedal to the metal. Yeah. I got my motorcycle license um, a few years ago. I'm not great. I'm not going to be in a biker gang. However, um, I do like being outside and um, whatever it is outside. I think that was another thing about being an only child is like, I obviously played video games. Like I had a PlayStation, like loved it. But for some reason I was always outside, like whether that was kicking a ball around or like playing with my dog and going on these like imaginary adventures, like God knows what I did to keep myself busy, but I was always outside. So yeah. I don't know. It was, it's, it's been great. 
So did your background with your experience with dirt bikes, four wheelers, motorcycles help you in a recent experience of having to assist a teammate off the field with her? Yes. <laughs> what was the, what was the story? I only heard bits and pieces. Nice transition. I think Casey was here. I think she actually left. Um, well, long story short, um, one of my teammates, Casey Murphy, um, she had called me one day. I think it was like, we had practice in the morning, then we were done for the rest of the day. She calls me at like around like three o'clock or whatever. And we usually text each other, like all of our teammates, we text, but she calls me. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, she probably wants something. And she calls me, she's like, hey, so I just ran over something um, on the highway. I think my tire's flat. And I'm like, oh, it's probably fine. Like, yeah. can you drive to like a Jiffy? Can you drive to a Jiffy Lube or something? And she's like, um, yeah, I'm not sure where they are. And she's driving. So obviously she can't text. She can't do navigation. I was like, okay, like I'll try and like call one. So I like got off the phone with her called and they were like, oh, we're closed for the day. And I was like, oh, okay. We gotta, we gotta figure this out on our own. I was like, just come home. Like, we'll just, we'll blow up the tire and then we'll, we'll fix it tomorrow. This tire was flat. Like she was driving on the rim and I'm like, oh, no. yeah, I was like, Oh God, this is actually flat. Like this isn't just like, oh my tire's flat. Like this is like gone. Yes, yes. Um, so I tried to blow it up and there was a hole in the sidewall and you you can't fix them. Like okay. if it was like in the middle, you could plug it, but it the tire was no good. Mm. And so I was like, Casey, we gotta flick, we gotta, we gotta replace it. And we were like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, I had always known how to do it, like the concept of it and like you loosen the bolts before you jack the carb. Like I understand how to do it, but we had never actually like done it before and it was like hot and it, the sun was about to go down. Um, and so we had to find the jack. Like she tried, we tried to get the jack out of the car. It was a whole big thing. Um, and we couldn't get the lug nuts off. That was the only thing that was like a little unfortunate because they were, they were on so tight. Mm. At one point I was holding on to Casey standing on the tire iron like jumping up and down in flip-flops and i'm like this is not um and luckily this guy was walking by (laughs) it's actually funny he also had on flip-flops and he's trying to get them off and he's like i can't get it and i'm like casey i think we're gonna have to get it towed like we can't get we can't get them off there was nothing we could do unless get like an air gun which we didn't have one uh, obviously the guy comes back out five minutes later with sneakers on and a water bottle, like ready to do work. And he oh. jerks it down and gets all the lug nuts off. And he was, and I was like, we got it from here. We got it from here. So we took the tire off, like jacked it up, put the new tire back on. And then she had driven it for like a few days on the um, spare. And then she got it replaced like the next day or two. Wow. It was so great. I was yeah. like, Casey, learn yeah. a lesson here. Well, yes, multiple things here, but number one, you doing, doing the most for your teammates on and off the field. Yes. But yeah, Casey, also, we need to talk to her about like her car has got to be some sorts of damaged uh, from driving like that. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the highway that we drive on is a little sus at times. I think there's like divots in the, in the highway. So I'm like, she's like, I couldn't avoid it. I'm like, I, I believe you. Cause I have seen some things on this highway. Like I get it. Um, but no, it was, it was really great. Like she was like, I was like the first call. I think she, I think um, her fiance was busy or coaching or doing something. And she was like, you were the first call I made. And I was like, oh, oh, girl. Well, I was so proud of us. Like, honestly, like I would get like a tire tattooed on our bodies. Like I'm so proud of what Casey and I did together. It was great. That is impressive. Honestly. Really bonded, yeah. Like, I'm, 
I've, I've seen a tire get changed um, yeah. <laughs> on YouTube things, but I don't know if I could actually do it. Once so you do it, you'll never forget it. Now we could do it with our eyes shut. We should honestly open a tire service because we're, yeah. we're pros. <laughs> you guys have a good backup plan. I think you guys, you guys are all set. <laughs> if um, something doesn't work out, we will open a tire shop. <laughs> <laughs> Natural progression. I think that only makes sense. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, before we move on to our little game, that that's our other New Jersey gal, but our other New Jersey gal on the team, Frankie, who's your roommate. We did have her on the podcast a couple weeks ago. We did call you out for your level of, um, what is this care? Yeah. Your taste in pasta sauce. We'll just put it that way. Um, (laughs) So she makes her own pasta sauce, but she was calling you out for having canned pot or jars of pasta sauce. Yeah. She's a snob, I will say. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> this was honestly like probably a week or two into living with her. And obviously like Frankie's great. And I knew from the first minute I said hi to her, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like her. And one day I think I was, I was boiling pasta. And then I took out like a, like the pop, like when you like open the jar. Yes. Nice. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, it's pasta sauce. And she was like, are you really going to eat that? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to eat it. What do you mean? She was like, I can make you some. And I was like, I know you can make me some, but this is already made. And she was like, I can't believe, I cannot believe you're eating that. It's going to taste like dishwater. Like that is just, I can't even watch you make this. And she's obviously joking, but like, she's so Italian and I'm obviously not Italian at all. She was like, I, I can't believe you. And I was like, Frankie, I'm going to eat, if, if it annoys you this much, I will eat pasta sauce every night if I have to, just to annoy you. Um, but no, it was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't feel like cooking. Honestly, this yeah. is the easiest thing I can do. Um, she's such a good cook. It puts me to shame. Like okay. she, wow. she will make things out of some, out of nothing and have all these ingredients. Like, you know how, when you make ingredients and it's like, chives parsley salt yeah. all these things i'm like eh, i don't need that yeah. he goes out and gets the basil and all that stuff actual yeah ingredients wow that's impressive that's her reaction though is pretty funny uh <laughs> yeah, she was she was appalled she was actually like like no one else uses jar, uh, jarred pasta except me <laughs> like look at the shelves of the store there's a million different uh, clearly their sales are doing just fine uh, there's a market for pasta sauce frankie there really is. All right. Well, I'm glad you you had your moment to share your side because she didn't make it look so good. It's time. It's time for red card, yellow card. So this is basically where I give you three things under one category and you give it a red card, which means you have to cut it out of your life. Okay. Yellow card means, all right, this, uh, this can stick around or play on that thing has to stay in your life. You're obsessed with okay. it. Love it. So nervous. <laughs> you're a big movie bluff, buff, bluff, bluff, same thing. Movie, movie buff. Um, yeah, with it. Well, we just have two categories and they're both categories you made up without knowing. So the first one are movies you watch every time they're on TV because you love them. So that makes them your favorite. Um, so the top three, you're gonna have to kick one of these out. Um, we got Disney's Hercules. We've got the replacements and we've got the bench warmers. So you can start by giving like a red card, to the one you have to kick out. Oh, or you can play on if you know which one you want to keep. Wow. You, you did me dirty on this one. I did. Because I, really, I love all three of them. I reeled you in. Uh, you did. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I have to play on 
to Hercules. I know I'm 28 years old, but like, I love that movie. I don't know why, like I can quote it. I actually watched it before the game on, um, against uh, Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you watching Hercules? I was like, yes, I am. Don't judge. Do not judge. Um, play on for that one. I have to give, I guess I'll give a, ye a yellow card to the replacements just because like, I just love that movie. It's so inspiring. And I just think it's such a good movie about like, you have an opportunity, you have a second chance in life and you should take it and just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I have to give a red card to the bench warmers, but I love that movie. It's so funny. I, do it. I don't make the rules. I do. I made up the game, but <laughs> <laughs> you do make the rules because it's your game. Made it up. But, well, you did. You did great. Um, wow, I did not realize that this was going to be this much of a of a of a journey. But I'm glad to have experienced this with you. Um, I regret doing this podcast immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it all. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks, Brittany, for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. I love listening to these podcasts. I love watching them. They're so great. So thank you for doing them, especially with my teammates. It's so cool to like learn more information about them. Oh, thank you. Well, appreciate that. Snaps. Coming up on Courage on the Pitch. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Uh, wasn't Brittany great? Obviously, everyone on this team is great, but <laughs> thanks for joining us on the show, Brittany. Um, we have a game coming up on the road, the Courage face-off against the Houston Dash on Sunday. Um, interesting change-up from our typical Saturday games, but uh, tune in to the Courage match at 7 p.m. You can watch on Paramount Plus on the road uh, against Houston. But uh, again, as always, uh, be sure to subscribe to the show and listen in wherever you get your podcasts. Watch us on 99thefans YouTube channel or on Thursdays at 9 p.m. on WREL Sports Plus. All right, guys, thanks again for listening and have an awesome weekend. Courage on the Pitch with Megan O'Keefe is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network with new shows available every Thursday on WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts.